0: Welcome to Go Green Radio, brought to you by Covanta Energy. Reduce, reuse, recycle, rethink renewable energy and energy from waste. This program will help start you thinking about how to protect our world and its important resources. Now, here's the host for Go Green Radio, Jill Buck.
1: Welcome to Go Green Radio, everybody. So glad that you tuned in. We're going to be talking about a big, big problem today, and that's plastic pollution. And the good news is California is getting ready to do something big about it. And it kind of depends on what happens in the next week or so as to whether or not that will be state legislation or whether it'll be a ballot measure, but either way, it's coming and we have the perfect guest to break this down for us today his name is jay ziegler and he is the director of policy and external affairs at the nature conservancy california jay welcome to go green radio we are so excited to have you on the show
2: jill thanks and thank you for your attention to this issue because i i think that uh we're all aware uh, in some shape or form, that we're really in a plastic pollution crisis today, and we have to do something about it.
1: Absolutely, and I, I want to start by having you talk to us about plastic pollution, particularly in California, from a solid waste perspective. Help us understand the magnitude of the plastic pollution problem from that from that solid waste side.
2: Sure, and and I think. You know, let's also remember California is a microcosm of what's happening in the world out there, Um, Mm -hmm. but uh, we have literally uh, created a waste management environment in which plastic is effectively the only unregulated element of waste in the environment. As crazy as that sounds, that's the reality Uh, in most states today. uh, You know, you have some encouraging signs internationally. Uh, In Canada, uh, the government is moving to regulate plastics as a toxic material in the environment. Uh, The European Union has begun uh, comprehensive actions to regulate plastics in the environment and take demonstrable steps to eliminate single-use plastics. And so when you think about what we're seeing in California, again, it's a microcosm of what's happening in the world. So what we see in California, is that we are now generating uh, on the scale of uh, about um, 11 million tons of of, of plastic waste globally going into the ocean. Uh, In California, we generate about half of that um, in volume um, that is going to landfill. So uh, so 5 million tons of plastics are going directly to landfills or into the environment in other ways. And as a matter, if you think of the overall waste stream in California, um, that is about 12% of the overall waste, again, you know, 5 million tons. Uh, and what we're seeing there um, is that the use of uh, the plastic, single-use plastics in particular are growing in volume as a part of that waste stream. It's it's growing faster than overall plastics use uh, in the economy and in the waste stream. Uh, and we've got to find a way to to turn this around. I, fundamentally, uh, what this consumptive use and throwaway practice of single-use plastics leads us to uh, is an absolute vicious cycle of unsustainable uh, practices across the board I mean what we what we're actually merging into if we continue on our current trajectory in the use of single-use plastics is that the, just the creation of plastic material will eclipse global greenhouse gas impacts of coal by 2030 mm. I mean just think get your head around that right we yeah. all look at these belching, Coal plants around the country, mm-hmm. and then uh, and, and, and we, we don't really think about plastics as a global greenhouse gas emitter, but honestly it's a it's on track to be a much bigger problem than coal um, less than eight years from now and so uh, so no matter how you look at plastics in the waste stream, and again, to go back to California, so think about our five million metric tons, it's twelve percent mm-hmm. of our waste stream today. It's growing fast. Uh, the most authoritative studies indicate that the cost of processing plastics, and we're not even talking about dealing with the environmental effects or the public health impacts or picking up the trash impacts. Just simply sorting the trash that goes in the waste stream today, just simply sorting it, getting it out there, and having most of it landfilled that is, it it costs twice as much by volume. Um, so it's about 25 to 30% of the cost of overall waste handling. So consumers are already paying for this today. So no matter how you look at it, whether you look at it as a waste stream, whether you look at it as a global greenhouse gas source, we're drowning in trash. We're drowning in plastic trash. And, and the people are way ahead of policymakers on this. Um, consistently in the last four years in California, uh, uh, we have seen, um, the public policy Institute checking, uh, on, uh, where voters are on this issue and, mm-hmm. uh, 70% uh, of Californians are demanding that we do something about the plastic pollution crisis.
1: Absolutely. You know, and, and you mentioned briefly the, the human health impacts and the LA times did an article, I think it was back in April, but it was a couple months ago, talking about this very issue talking about the pending ballot measure pending legislation that's you know proposed to deal with this problem but they referenced uh, three different studies talking about the human health impacts um, and how microplastics have been found in human blood human uh, lung tissue and this one is the one that really got me it's found not only in the placenta but in the first little poopy diaper that, you know, that newborn babies uh, produce, microplastics in those human health tissues. And so, you know, I I want you to help us understand the connection between plastic pollution and the introduction of microplastics into the human body.
2: Yeah, that's a really important connection to make, Jill. And and just to step back in this, it's, it's like those, those, those bottles, those straws, those uh, uh, plastic containers, even uh, plastics that uh, bind up straw uh, that we see on the roadside to prevent uh, harmful runoff often put into place around construction jobs and the like, uh, degrade into microplastics and microfibers. And and, and the alarming reality that we confront in thinking about this is you take out a credit card and just hold it in front of you for a second. We are all consuming the equivalent of a credit card of plastics in the form of microplastics and microfibers, which are in the air every week in the food you eat, in the water you drink, and in the air you breathe. Plastic is ubiquitous in the environment. It is literally everywhere around us. Um, Recently, just in the last week and a half, um, in uh, 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 virgin untouched areas of the Arctic, uh, plastic has appeared in measurable quantities uh, for the first time. And so there's literally nowhere we can go on the planet um, where uh, we can escape Uh, the degradation of plastics, because we've now been at this for 50 years. We're accelerating use and reliance and and we're accelerating our use of single-use plastics. And again, in California, all we're really attacking here directly is the use of single-use plastics. And Mm -hmm. uh, so, but it's half the problem. It is half uh, of that 5 million uh, tons of waste we're generating. And it's the fastest growing part of that waste stream. So, Uh, So our focus here in the state has been to practically identify how how we can attack that. And what I will say in reference to the L.A. Times story that you mentioned is that increasingly in the last uh, couple of years, uh, the public health impacts of this have been alarming just in scratching the surface because this isn't an area uh, that the public health community has really been looking at a long time. This is a new phenomenon. And. Uh, and this, uh, and in particular, recognizing that uh, around the planet, eighty percent um, have significant eighty percent of humans, wherever they are on the planet, uh, have measurable quantities of plastics in their bloodstream. Um, that's a new phenomenon. Uh, and it's something that ought to alarm everyone because we also we know these links between uh, plastics in the environment, plastics degrading to microplastics the microplastics uh, are now abundant in virtually every freshwater system uh, in California as well as our coastal waters and so what we're so there's it so once in the system as these microplastics uh, uh, degenerate they -hmm. they they stay in these micro millimeter um, Amounts in whether they're in food, whether they're in water, whether they're in the air. Um, And uh, we are drinking, uh, swallowing, breathing uh, particulate matter um, as plastic breaks down in the environment. And uh, it's an unsustainable trajectory. Uh, It's unsustainable from a health standpoint. We're just learning, you know, we are now watching the scientific community Uh, really uh, begin to assess uh, how prevalent uh, microplastics, microfibers are in people, in wildlife. Um, Though Mm -hmm. I will say, uh, there were wildlife studies back to the 1970s um, that showed microplastics showing up uh, in fish and wildlife and freshwater uh, rivers and streams uh, across uh, California uh as early as the 1970s so this isn't so the industry has been aware that the degradation of plastics to microplastics and the environmental connection uh and the environmental connection to public health for some time uh and uh, and and I think we are also particularly encouraged um at California's attorney general Rob Bonta in highlighting this issue uh, and uh and, and really taking a model along the lines of the uh the prosecution of the tobacco industry in essentially saying, look, this industry has known about the environmental consequences, uh the breakdown of plastics to microplastics and microfibers and what that means uh in in, in showing up uh in 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 people as an environmental toxin. Um for more than 30 years and that they have been, uh, less than candid, uh, and, uh, and, and frankly, uh, misled the public, uh, in the impacts and the usage of plastic. So, um, so we're excited to be in a process here in the state, really looking at how we, uh, reduce the use of, uh, what is a toxic material and what is a toxic material that will increasingly Uh, be prevalent in the environment because it takes uh, decades and hundreds of years for plastic to fully Mm -hmm. break down in the environment. Absolutely. This is going to be an ongoing legacy that we have to that we have to wrestle with.
1: We are going to take a quick commercial break. But when we come back, we're going to start digging into the particulars of exactly how California is looking at this from a public policy standpoint. So don't go away, folks. We've got more Go Green Radio right after this.
0: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26%, 43%, or 14%?
1: Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics.
0: The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com.
1: Welcome back to go green radio everybody so glad that you could join us if you're just tuning in, let me catch you up. Our guest today is Jay Ziegler he is the director of policy and external affairs for the nature conservancy in California. We're talking about plastic pollution what a huge problem it is from a solid waste perspective from a human health perspective from an ecosystem perspective as well and now we're going to dig into what the state of california is looking to do from a public policy standpoint to deal with this so i want to begin jay by having you talk to us about a bill that's currently being considered sb 54 Talk to us about the bill's objectives and, you know, what it would entail. And I know it's been amended and and it's it's a negotiation, but tell us what you can about SB 54.
2: Yeah, so uh, the author of Senate Bill 54, uh, Senator Ben Allen, has just uh, uh, this week um, uh, really reintroduced legislation uh designed to tackle the plastic pollution crisis and and it's an approach that is very much consistent with an initiative that a number of diverse groups including the nature conservancy uh had put together uh for the November ballot that will be considered here as well and 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 fundamentally in recognizing that we can't keep loading uh plastics into the environment we can't keep loading especially uh, the fast growth area of single-use plastics into the environment, and, and pretend it's sustainable. What the bill does is, is to really set a it set a really a national precedent, um, requiring plastic producers um, to reduce single-use plastic packaging and foodware that is sold, distributed, or imported into the California in, in, in some way um, by twenty-five percent by twenty thirty-two. Um, and so, we, we, so we're not just capping, uh, the use of single-use plastic. We're requiring, uh, that the use of single-use plastics goes down. We just think that's fundamentally important to recognize that we've got to put parameters around this and that we are on a, a completely unsustainable trajectory, uh, in the use of single-use plastics, uh, and we've got to turn that around. So, both the initiative and the legislation uh, would require a 25% reduction uh, in use of single-use plastics uh, across all materials. Mm-hmm. And uh, additionally, uh, the legislation um, would require uh, that single-use packaging and foodware would be recyclable or reusable by 2032. So we've got we've to get off this myriad of specialized plastic films and, and frankly recognize that, you know, there are really only one classification of plastic, uh, PET, uh, which, is fun, which is basically what you see in soft drink bottles everywhere, uh, that is recycled at any level. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, just as you think about all the myriad kinds of uses of textures, fields of plastic, mm-hmm. the only one, uh, and it's less than 10% recycled today. Uh, are those uh, uh plastic beverage container bottles and so uh so we've got to get off of this track the the uh the legislation recognizes that the initiative recognizes that and so we're dialing back uh the the single-use plastic formula uh and uh you know requiring a 25% reduction uh overall uh, in single-use packaging and foodware Uh, And then, again, on top of that, um, that materials used after 2032 uh, have to be recyclable or reusable. Mm -hmm. There are additional measures in in the legislation that require uh, that uh, harm uh, to disadvantaged communities that have borne the brunt of production and use of plastics and waste and trash in their communities have to be prioritized. Um, and the legislature generate significant funding, um, really $5 billion over 10 years to recover, to restore and protect California's lands and waters from the harms of plastic production and pollution, because we know that we've got to address, uh, the impacts of microplastics and microfibers at a holistic level, because that's the degenerative product of plastic waste. Um. Uh, that is bringing it to people, bringing it to wildlife, and is absolutely lethal um, in, uh, in in certain fisheries. So uh, we we now know today that water that it's in uh, that uh, it, water bodies that are near uh, 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 roads, for example, have a degenerative uh, impact of microplastics that are lethal to juvenile salmon today so we're you know so even as we're working on salmon restoration and protecting salmon and uh, trying to protect uh, essential flows for salmon if we if we did everything else right and we don't deal with plastics we're still not dealing with the problem because we're providing a lethal mix of chemicals uh, into freshwater ecosystems so uh, so the bill also provides funding to kind of complete the cycle so that we're not just dealing uh, with the reality that we've got to stop the continued reliance on plastics as a source material uh, for containers and packaging, but rather have a holistic approach, address the community impacts of plastics and microplastics and microfibers, and address the environmental impacts of plastics and microfibers. And that's what the legislation seeks to do. I think, you know, the challenge um, and in looking forward is, uh, you know, the state doesn't really – There isn't much time to do it, given that we also have an initiative uh, coming before voters in November Mm -hmm. um, that will seek to do much of the same things that the legislation is aiming to attack.
1: Yeah, do you think that SB 54 is going to end up making it to the governor's desk during this legislative cycle?
2: Uh, Well, I would encourage uh, uh, all of your uh, constituents to reach out to the governor's office here. That your all of your audience to reach out to uh, governor Newsom um, gov.ca.gov and and urge action on this because I think fundamentally we would the, the advantage in seeing a legislative approach is that what we've been talking about is that our continued and deeper reliance on plastics is fundamentally a threat to human health. It is a threat to ecosystems we 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 know there's a floating garbage patch large in the state of texas in the pacific ocean and and that's not the only one there are numerous garbage floating garbage patches uh... across the uh... across the globe and uh... and 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 and, and we really have to go no farther than our own neighborhoods right to look mm-hmm. at this problem in our face and and, and really say we we are in an unsustainable path here Um and fundamentally industry's got to recognize that they're on the wrong side of history. They've got to move off of this reliance of of specialized plastics um uh as 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 a continued packaging source because mm-hmm. uh it it's not going to work for any of us. It's not going it, to it 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 is It is only cheap today because it is a light product, and we aren't beginning to factor in uh, the full cost analysis of what this reliance of plastics means on human health, what it means on on ecosystem health, what it means for the environment, and fundamentally what it means as a factor in displacing coal as a leading source of greenhouse gas emissions. I mean... no matter how you look at it, we have to do something about it. We have to attack it today. Uh, And the advantage in, in moving legislation is to get this industry off the wrong side of history and move them to a place where they are part of the solution and that those waste reduction targets are mandated, enforceable, meaningful, and come with significant fines. And the legislation does provide uh, that critical framework and 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 that 's what we 're looking for and, and and so, in attacking the problem we 've really got to move people we 've got and and not just people, but we need to move the plastic producers off of this track mm-hmm. Canada recognizes that right they 're heading they 're moving forward to regulate plastics as a toxic material in the environment. The mm-hmm. European Union is moving forward, but we have had uh, again, just a, you know, marginal steps in, in about a half dozen states now uh, to begin um, multi-materials assessments, but particularly aimed at plastic reduction uh, around the country, but in ways that uh, you know we're still trying to measure, is it effective? Is it having a response in industry? Um, and I think in California, we, we are, uh, for better or worse, a, a huge market, um, and we can be the leadership state in really mm-hmm. providing a signal that we've got to both we've got to cut plastic use overall, and we and for that plastic that is used in the environment after 2032 or even tomorrow, it needs to be recyclable. It needs to be compostable. It needs to be uh, it, it 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 needs to be um, manufactured in a way uh, that is not. Pretending that these uh, embedded costs of the use of plastic for public health for the environment for uh, disadvantaged communities for managing the bigger uh, waste stream of materials that all of these things are are right now not being addressed, and they're not being addressed because the industry is exploiting plastics as the least cost option and the lightest material and simply uh, really whistling by the graveyard on climate change impacts of this as well as the impacts on on, on people and the environment. And and we have to change that. And so there's a sense of urgency that if we could move legislation, and it's gonna be a monstrous challenge to do this within two weeks, but if we can move legislation to get industry aligned to be a part of the solution Really seems to it, it, it's a paradigm shift that we have to drive. And I think, you know, mm-hmm. Canada is recognizing that and regulating plastics as a toxic material. Uh, and the EU is moving the same direction. And so, well, uh, and I so know our that there are a lot of editorial boards. A,
1: a lot of editorial boards of major California newspapers are pleading <laughs> with Sacramento to do this legislatively because they are looking forward. Uh, to the run-up to the November election and and all the money that will be spent um, on a ballot measure, if that's what ends up happening, and they're pleading the Sacramento to get this done. So we're going to take a quick commercial break, but when we come back, we're going to talk about some of the particulars in the legislation and the ballot measure that pertain to things like what is recyclable, what is compostable. So we'll be right back after this quick commercial break.
0: For more information about Covanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy.
1: Welcome back to Go Green Radio, everybody. We're talking about plastic pollution, but more specifically, we're talking about um, how California is looking to deal with this huge issue that, by the way, and we've covered this in segment one, impacts human health. So, this isn't just about spotted owls and polar bears, folks. This is really about the tissue in our own bodies and the microplastics that have been found. Um, in in even healthy humans and newborn babies, so let's get serious about this. Um, Jay, one of the things, one of the provisions that uh, that are part of both the legislation SB fifty four and the ballot measure, um, is that items have to be you know we need to move towards items that are recyclable and compostable, but that tends to vary by zip code depending on the recycling markets and the composting facilities available to local waste haulers and so thinking from the retailer's standpoint who are operating in multiple municipalities with multiple recycling and composting guidelines what strategies do you think they can take to get ready to comply with this ballot measure or this piece of legislation how do we make what is recyclable, and what is compostable much more universal than it is now?
2: Yeah, Jill, well, first of all, I think, you know, you've hit it on the head. We're in a plastic pollution crisis. And so it it seems like the first step you've got to do is to curb that continued trajectory. So both the bill and the legislative and and the the initiative approach do that. We're calling for a 25% reduction in single-use materials of, pla- of, of packaging, and and frankly, both in the initiative and the legislation, forcing the industry to move to alternatives, to move to re- re- refillable, reusable containers, to move to uh, materials that uh, have less uh, serious human health and ecosystem consequences, moving towards a mandate for materials that are recyclable and frankly these solutions exist today um and so it, it, it so the challenge of moving to to think about you know what is recyclable is is really goes back to what we've talked about there is really only one material that is uh uh recycled today uh, that is generated um by plastic or what we would call plastic it's PET it, it is, uh, you know, those bottles that you uh, pick up at a convenience store, the grocery store for uh, beverage containers. And, uh, and and even that material, which industry, if you watch your television, you're going to think, mm-hmm. oh, we recycle all of that. Mm-hmm. We recycle less than 10% of that today. There is not a market for it. We need to drive uh, solutions to ensure that we are only looking at plastic materials that are recyclable or biodegradable in some way and that biodegradable part also is is, is very hard to achieve uh, in terms of its chemical composition and so we we really um, you know we need to think about this in exactly the way you're you're, you're challenging your listeners here which is What's plastic mean in the waste stream? How do we actually get our arms around it? How do we stop the degradation into and and, and how do we get ahead of this problem before um, we're really seeing overwhelming impacts to human health, before we're seeing uh, overwhelming impacts to freshwater ecosystems and saying they're not recoverable? And, uh, you know, thinking about a state uh, here in California and other places where, uh, you know, fish like salmon uh, are, are absolutely wiped out by, uh, you know, the lethal chemicals uh, that their systems can't process in microplastics. And so it, it, it's this full spectrum of impacts that we have to be thinking about. And, you know, we know today um, that, uh, you know, in, in, in California, we're spending uh, close to $500 million a year to clean up and prevent Plastic pollution problems today, uh, and the industry bears no responsibility for that. And that that there's nothing, there's nothing in that world that is sustainable or uh, or manageable unless in, in, unless we change this paradigm and put industry responsible for the impacts of this. and and, and frankly, stand up markets where we're driving toward that recyclable material and plastics rather than this multi-diversified stream of different plastic films that are used and not recycled. They're simply discarded into the environment,
1: whether it's your
2: neighborhood, your streets and stormwater.
1: You hit the nail on the head there. And this I'm going to say to my listeners, consumers everywhere, you got to understand something. If you're not paying for these items at a premium on the front end, oh, plastic's cheap. Look how cheap this is. You are paying for it on the back end because it is taxpayer dollars and ratepayer dollars that pay for the cleanup, for the solid waste management, for the landfill operations. None of that is cheap. So until the folks who are producing the stuff that we are paying to deal with, the waste, the pollution that taxpayers and, and hauling, you know, waste hauler rate payers are paying to clean up until the people who are producing it get involved in that. We are going to be bearing the cost of it, whether it's on the front end or the back end, it is us. (laughs) It is we who pay for the solution. And that's what this legislation is trying to address the folks who are producing it and keep keep it on the shelves, keep it coming, flowing our way, are not helping to pay for the end result. And that is a problem. And so, you know, if this ends up being a ballot measure, I mean, people are already making money opposing this because I'm getting their emails. Um, and That's so right. they, they are gonna tell you that this is a tax on working family. I got an email last Thursday that said, you know, this is gonna raise the cost of school lunch programs. I mean, they're, they're gonna pull out all the stops because plastic is everywhere and tell you that everything's going to get more expensive. But that's only if the producers of this waste of this pollution, pass their costs on to consumers instead of doing what they ought to be doing, which is taking responsibility for their products. And I just went off on a, a tangent there, Jay, but <laughs> I, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that matter.
2: No, that's absolutely right. I mean, we can't, it, you know, it may be the least cost option for producers, but it's also as we learn more and more about how ubiquitous plastics is in the environment and some of the things that we talked about uh, earlier that, you know, now 80% of humans around the world show substantial measurable uh, 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 ratios of plastics in their blood. Uh, consistently, that we now see uh, microplastics uh, in the Arctic for the first time. That we see uh, the, and measure microplastic uh, uh, ev- and, and microfibers in the air, literally everywhere in the environment. So, so you can't actually. Yeah, you know, we all know. If you sit back for a second, I'm going to pay a toll for this in my own health. I'm going to pay mm-hmm. a toll for this. In, in thinking about how I clean how safe clean drinking water systems actually are going to filter pla- pla- microplastic mm-hmm. out of my water, so I'm not consuming a credit card worth of plastic mm-hmm. a week. I'm I, you know all of these issues are unaddressed today, and that's yeah. that's where we need the big reset. And the big reset can be legislation. And again, I think the advantage of legislation is it forces industry to be a part of the solution. Uh, Jill, as you point out, there's already a lot of misleading uh, Mm -hmm. information out there about, you know, we're not we just completed an election in California last week. Right. But Mm -hmm. you're getting mail. You're getting emails that are misinforming you about what the cost of this measure is going to be. The industry is so grossly exaggerating the cost of what this uh, is going to be. You know, you and I would have to consume on the range of more than 500 single pieces of single-use plastics for their numbers to make any sense at all. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but pretty much every time I touch a piece of plastic, I'm like, ah, this is probably not a good idea. And Mm -hmm. frankly, if we're talking to to anybody on the street when we're out there, it's like, you think you're, uh, you know, even if you're touching 30 pieces of plastic a day, you're seeing it, you're feeling it, you're seeing it on your streets, you're seeing it in your storm drains, you're seeing it add up in the landfills. You're seeing it, and then feeling it, and now you know it. It's in your air. It's in your water. It's in your food, and we've got to do something about it. And 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 and, and so, what industry is trying to do is to make you so afraid that this is going to cost you a ton of money, uh, and 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 they're they're you know absolutely misrepresenting what this is going to cost you. To make you afraid of uh, wow, this is going to have a huge effect on me. Well, the reality is, we're already paying close to five hundred million uh, in, in California to just deal with the waste separation factor. Now we're not reducing the impacts of plastics in the environment. It's just a cost of managing the trash. It's yeah. you know it's uh, uh, you know this is we're bleeding financially now. We're also going to encounter increasingly, and again, this is a new body of research. Let's be clear here. We've um, been measuring plastics in the environment since the 1970s, but these studies that show that people all around the world, more than 80% of us, have significant measurable quantities of microplastics in our blood, these are new studies. We don't know what that even means for our health. But it sure can't be good. It sure can't be good that we're consuming a credit card worth a week of plastics. Every one of us. Yeah. That you know, these costs are going to be borne for decades by individuals. So we have to hold industry accountable to be a part of the solution. There's no other way out of this. Um, there has to be. Uh, you know, producer responsibility, uh, manufacturer responsibility, dis- uh, distributor responsibility to reduce plastic in the waste stream. Um, and, and, and there's no way around agree. that.
1: Well, I 100% agree, Jay. I mean, you know, we teach kindergartners this if you make a mess, clean it up. And I can't tell you how many shows we've done since we started the show in 2008, we have done topics where producers knowingly, I mean, you know, we've been talking about PFAS a lot lately. Those, the producers of that chemical knowingly put something out into the atmosphere and into the waterways and into the soil that they knew had an adverse impact on human health. And only now, and this is decades later from when they knew it, are they even beginning to be held accountable for that. This is the same thing. And so, um, you know, I think that it's time for voters, even though the economy is what it is right now and and inflation is is hurting us all. Do not be fooled by the financial fear tactics. We're going to take a quick break, but we've got more. So don't go away. There's more Go Green Radio right after this.
0: The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. For more information about Covanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast.
1: Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency
0: Podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com.
1: Welcome back to Go Green Radio, folks. So glad that you tuned in. So we're talking about California's response to plastic pollution. There is a bill that has about a couple of weeks to make it to the governor's desk during this legislative cycle that could address the problem. If that doesn't happen, there's a ballot measure primed up and ready to go um, to, to tackle this issue. And as I mentioned in the last segment, I'm already getting emails even before we know whether or not this is going to be handled legislatively. I'm already getting... Emails and and alerts from the no on plastics tax campaign and Jay um, I want to give you a chance to address some of their opposition. Uh, But I want to know who's funding it, I mean it nobody's sending out these emails for free nobody's coming up with this messaging and getting out and talking to. um, reporters up and down the state for for large media outlets for free, this isn't a volunteer organization, who is funding this. This opposition campaign
2: well you uh, are asking the important question there Joel it goes to an account that is being run by the California Business Roundtable um, and there's every evidence to suggest that this is being funded by uh, California's oil and plastic companies Um, so uh, the oil and petroleum industries that brought you this crisis uh, around us are Uh, You know, now, you know, trying to make you fearful uh, that you will bear the brunt of the cost uh, using uh, incredibly insane inflated numbers uh, that would require that you and I are actually consuming about uh, 500 pieces of of single-use plastic a day. And so the fear tactics are going to be overwhelming. And they may be inescapable, um, and 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 that's the greatest worry that we have. Right in an environment which we're all still wrestling with COVID, we're we're you know seeing uh, you know inflation at, at, at uh, a worrisome rate in the economy, um, and 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 we're just clearly in a great moment of uncertainty. And so industry is doing what what industry does, and uh, it, deploying the worst level of fear tactics, scaremongering. Fear mongering that uh, that you are going to pay for this, and and in fact, the reality is they need to be paying for it. They they have brought us uh, a manufactured uh, toxic crisis that we're going to be paying for for decades, uh, both in the environment and from our and through our own health, uh, unless we change what we're doing now. And that's the bottom line: is that you know ultimately this is about your health. It is about your neighborhood It is about your environment. And we all know we all see it and we got to reduce our plastics in the environment and there are viable other solutions available right now that we could be moving to uh, that are recyclable uh, that uh, uh, decompose uh, without toxic effects in the environment. Uh, and we've got to be going that direction.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, one of the things that the opposition claims is that this ballot measure would give CalRecycle the authority to tax other recyclable products besides plastics. Can you talk to us about that a little bit? And, and, and yeah, look, us?
2: it's very so that's grossly misleading, right? We already have uh, a bottle bill and a, uh, uh, to deal with glass and. and uh and and aluminum and other materials um to recycle those and with a deposit of 5 to 10 cents a piece um and that that's been the principal program at CalRecycle and 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 honestly the only pro, the, the addition to that is to ensure that single use plastics are covered and and at a level where the fee would not exceed a penny a piece a penny a piece mm-hmm. that's what we're talking about here um yeah, you fill up your not, whole you, grocery know, it's cart. Not five cents or ten cents, which are the yeah. recyclable container deposit levels we see today. So, anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: If you fill up your whole grocery cart with, with those items and it's still less than a dollar. So, you know, everybody relax a little bit here. I mean, you're going to hear the fear mongering, it is exaggerated. Um, on the flip side, Who's behind the ballot measure? Who's you know, what organizations are have have put this together?
2: Yeah, so there are more than 100 organizations across the spectrum from public health groups, uh, the Nature Nature Conservancy, obviously, Monterey Bay Aquarium, uh, the Ocean Conservancy, Oceana, Natural Resources Defense Council. Uh, waste management groups, uh, ASUL, uh, disadvantaged community groups that are dealing uh, with the effects of plastic production, use, and waste in their communities. Um, you know a, a wide spectrum of organizations that uh, are focused on environmental health as, as well as increasingly public health are, are very actively involved in the measure uh, recognizing uh, the, the 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 long-term consequences that the loading of plastics, and especially in the form of uh, microfibers and microplastics, which are the uh, uh, you know, degraded material of plastics, and, and, and that 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 really affect all of us. I mean, when we think about plastic containers, what we ought to be imagining fast forward is uh, all of this particulate matter. Uh, that is breaking down, and and now to the astronomical level, where I just, every time I pick up a credit card, I think, I'm consuming this level of microplastics and microfiber in the air I breathe, the water I drink, and the food I eat uh, every week. And that's what you ought to be thinking about. Is that good for you? I don't think it's good for you. I don't think it's good for me. I think we've got to stop. And I think we've got to have a hard stop. And I think we've got to reduce plastics in the environment and you know what? It's not just me. I mean, when we uh, look at public opinion surveys uh, uh, that have been done on this work, uh, on this issue, because it is such a you know, clear and present problem right in front of all of us, 60 percent, 70 percent support levels of we've got to do something about this. We've got to get plastics out of the environment. How do I do that? Well, how I do that is voting yes to reduce plastic pollution voting yes to reduce this plastic pollution crisis that we're going to be dealing with for decades to come because these materials take uh, hundreds of years to to fully break down in the environment. And so we we can't keep loading the environment and doing things the way we're doing because we are exacerbating the crisis and accelerating the impacts uh, on people, wildlife, and habitat all around us, whether it's oceans, whether it's our beaches, whether it's our neighborhoods, whether it's our parks. Uh, whether it's our rivers and streams and, 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 you know, we can see it, we can feel it, we know it and don't fall prey to the industry's fear mongering about cost because yeah. cost is with us now. We are paying, yeah. we as consumers are paying for the full management of plastics in the environment while industry is just reaping the profits from it and dumping it in our neighborhoods.
1: Yep. Absolutely. And I'll tell you what, this is the, the piece that gets me, but I, I'm i kind of a self-proclaimed child advocate. When a newborn baby is born with microplastics in its body, and we know that plastics take thousands of years to break down in a landfill, that means that plastic's not going to be breaking down in our organic bodies any faster than that. And and certainly within a lifetime, That's that's a That's nothing compared to what it takes for plastics to break down. So that means that if that newborn baby has microplastics in its body at birth and continues to consume those microplastics in the air they breathe, the water they drink, the food they eat over the course of a lifetime, think about how that builds up in the body. That cannot be healthy. And I think that our children deserve better than that. We deserve innovation and and, uh, products that that take that into account. Um, you know, if, if the industry wants consumers, well, they can't kill them, and they can't make them un- too unhealthy to consume. So we need to be thinking about um, the, our, our, our lives, the lives of our children. Um, we owe it to them, they're counting on us to do better. And we can do better. There are options, as you said, Jay, already on the market to address this. And so let's be bold. Let's do the right thing, and let's let's take a bite out of this plastic pollution with this bill. We've got about thirty seconds, Jay. What do you want to say to our listeners as we close it up?
2: I want to say, Jill, that's exactly right. We've got to act on this now. Uh, you know, California uh, has been a trendsetter on a lot of big environmental issues, um, yep. and this has to be the next one that. We, we can't it. continue to pretend plastics is not a problem. That's not what people believe.
1: Yep, um, but exactly. they can't fall
2: prey to the fear-mongering that we can't afford to do this. I mean, I think it's precisely we the opposite. If we, yes. if we don't do it now, we're in trouble.
1: Thank you so much, Jay. Well said. And thanks to our listeners for joining us. We'll be here same time, same place with Go Green Radio. Have a great week and do something in your life to go green.